climate change, poverty, mental health, young people and adults face a world of constant change. It's the connections we make, innovations and education that come together to help us make a difference. Welcome to the power of young people to change the world. In this program, we bring together leaders that share stories designed to inspire you to serve, learn, and change the world. Now, here's your host, Amy Muirs. Good afternoon, everyone. Welcome to the Power of Young People to Change Your Change the World. Um, I'm your host, Amy Muirs, and I'm here every Thursday on Voice America Empowerment Radio, where together we explore how young people are using their ideas, their creativity, and their passion to shape a better world, and how educators are utilizing the power of service learning to redesign education. Um, If you've been a listener to the show for a while, you've heard me talk about the power of service learning, um, especially how it supports the social and emotional growth of young people. People. You know, service learning provides opportunities for students to apply that social emotional skills like caring, respect, responsibility, and honesty to real world experiences. Um, it's that focus on the mental and emotional health of young people where we're going to focus our conversation today. Um, so I'm joined by educator Regina Lane, um, recently newlywed. So congratulations. Um, she you. is. <laughs> she is the registrar and director of service learning at Heritage Hall in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And then joining Regina are students Kaylin Searles and Olivia Holdsworth. Um, so they are young people who've created a unique solution to address mental health in their school. Um, the project is called Munch Bunch. Um, I love the name. And I'm so excited to learn more about it and hear all of the Um, great learnings that are happening in their school. So I just want to welcome you all to the show. I'm so excited to have you guys here. Um, Before we talk about Munch Munch Bunch, um, I'd love to hear a bit more about each of you. So if you would be so kind as to introduce yourselves to our listeners. Um, Regina, we'll start with you. Sounds great. I'm so excited to be here with you, Amy. Um, So yeah, a little bit about me. I have been in education for 12 years. Um, I'm a mom. I, and when I say education, I've been in education administration for 12 years. Um, I'm a mother to three uh, daughters by birth and two by fate. I've had two international home state uh, daughters as well. One from South Korea and one from China. Wow. And I'm a, I'm a newlywed mother. Yes. Wow. Five teenage girls <laughs> through the pandemic. I would like to, to add. You, you deserve an award. <laughs> you know, I, I did survive. So I'm, I'm really grateful for that. Uh, we, we definitely had some fun times, but good Lord, we had, we had some tough times through the pandemic as well. Um, but that's a little bit about me. But um, lately I have uh, started uh, work in the nonprofit sector um, with our regional Food Bank of Oklahoma. Um, And what's really cool is I've been able to apply service learning techniques to the work that we do there. 
That's so exciting. And I'm hoping we'll hear a little bit more about, um, about some of that work. And I'm just going to do a shout out because Regina is a graduate of our certificate in service Woo-hoo. learning instructional leadership. So congrats for that. She had put in the Thanks. hours. Let me tell you. <laughs> I feel so accomplished. Um, I was able to, to tell uh, the head of school, um, you know, that I, I completed the program. I'm so excited. Thank you. It was a great time. We loved having you in class. Um, Speaking of, so Olivia, can you tell us a little bit about yourself? Hi, so uh, my name is Olivia. I am a junior in high school. And other than studying and pushing myself academically, um, I really like reading and researching, um, especially psychological processes. That really fascinates me. Um, and in my free time, I enjoy doing yoga and I have a, um, a hobby for graphic design. I really like graphic design. So that's awesome. Um, yeah. I also love yoga, um, but research. <laughs> <laughs> Tell her about your project, Olivia. Tell her about your project. I, through uh, my school, Heritage Hall, I'm doing an independent, independent studies project. And I will be researching um, up until December of this year, the connections between psychological and biological processes, how basically our mental health affects our physical health. That is incredible. Um, we'll have to have you come back on the show and share what you learn when you when you finish your your research. That's <laughs> that is so amazing. Congratulations on that. That's yeah, that's impressive. Um, so, Kalen, how about you? Can you tell us a little bit about you? Hi, I'm Kalen. Uh, I'm a sophomore here to talk. It's my second year here. And honestly, I'm not as, like, uh, interesting as Olivia, just being <laughs> honest. <laughs> uh, my interests, I like to hang out with my friends. And I, I really do love so, uh, service learning and just giving back to my community. It's really just fulfilling to me. I'm pretty like family family oriented. I hang out with my family a lot. Got two brothers. I'm the youngest. Yeah. Well, there's nothing not interesting about that. And and loving to be with family and friends is a wonderful thing. So thank you, Kaylin. And thank we'll you. we'll uh, we'll learn more about your your love of service learning here too. <laughs> so Olivia, I'm hoping you can tell us more about Munch Bunch. Like what did the pro- how did the project start kind of what is it so it began as an after school activity for our school and it developed into a community service learning project designed to improve the well-being of the school community um, our primary goals were to promote inclusivity and diversity and mainly to ensure that each student felt a sense of belonging in the community And Kayla, why don't you jump in as well? Because uh, Kaylin's been working on this particular project since September. Um, and so when we were spending time developing the why, Kaylin had a lot of very valuable input on that. Wonderful. Kaylin. Yeah. Yeah, I'll <laughs> jump in. Uh, so basically, we started this in like early first semester of school. We kind of like fell out because just like commitments, I had swim going on. Other people just weren't really fully committed to the project. Uh, But I told Miss Lane that I would definitely come as much as I could. And we really stuck it out. And 
the history really we just wanted to like olivia said just really bring inclusivity because at our school we just were not feeling a connection per se with mm -hmm. like other people and it was really not just like in a family and that's what we wanted school to to feel like and be like and one of our members in fact he was like getting bullied and just wasn't feeling like he had friends and people to uh back him up i guess so Munch bunch came along and we were like what do people like to do eat and talk so that's kind of the whole thing so Munch bunch is people coming together over food for good conversation is that kind of is is that a is a good way to kind of summarize it yes ma'am in more simpler <laughs> terms yes <laughs> just it making it <laughs> it was kind of centered around breaking bread you know you really get to know someone in a more intimate way and we did the five whys amy um and at the bottom of that why of you know why we were having uh, issues with um inclusion uh we felt like because people didn't know that we were each unique and that each person uh, deserved to be celebrated. Um, so we felt like if we could bring people together to a table and, and learn about each other, learn more about each other through guided conversation that we would understand the value in each human. I love that. I love that. There's such, there's something about, um, yeah, connecting in a, in a space where you're more relaxed and can have a real open dialogue and just be able to find those connections um, and how and where those those um, where where our needs connect, I guess, is what I'm thinking about. I'm I'm curious, Regina, how did you come to be working with these young people? So kind of how did this get started for you? Great question. Um, so we have a service learning department at the school, at the upper school, which is grades nine through 12. Um, however, we had not um, implemented a service learning program after school. Um, so it's through the National Youth Leadership Council that I learned about a lot of these programs for after school. Um, and we decided to do the service learning one, offered it um, as I think it's a 16 week, maybe even a 12 week course. Um, and so we just put it out there. The students that uh, participate have an opportunity to um, earn service learning hours, um, nice. but also work on developing a project. And so that is how Kaylin and Olivia came to me and, and several other students as well. They've probably been the most consistent and, and put in the most work, but uh, it's been a wonderful opportunity uh, for, I'm sure for them, but it's been a great opportunity for me. These kids are just amazing what they come up with. Um, <laughs> so it's, it's been so cool. That's wonderful. Um, Kaylin, I'm, I'm wondering kind of what drew you to, to this issue? Like what, what need did you see in your school or why is this important to you? Like I said, uh, one of our members, he was like heavily getting bullied and wasn't feeling welcome. So like during the first like kind of few meetings of our uh, service learning group, he was really opening up to us mm -hmm. about how he felt and how 
really he just didn't feel welcomed at school and he was going to switch schools uh the next semester luckily he stayed so that's good that's i good. i talked to him daily just to make sure he's good and he's doing better but obviously not to where we want it because we're still we still have a lot of work to do and mental health it just it's important and i don't, I don't think really anyone uh values that as much as they should I would agree with that. I think it's slowly starting to take center stage in conversations. You know, I think the pandemic um, has really shown a light on the fact that we need better mental health support for for everyone, but especially our young people. And um, it's wonderful that he didn't switch schools. Obviously, um, the work that you guys are doing through Munch Bunch and creating um, this space is is uh, beneficial, right? So he didn't he didn't uh, he didn't switch schools, which says a lot. And you have to think about the type of bullying and how much bullying. Um, a person is taking um, to even consider, you know, being able to switch schools like that. So um, that's wonderful and shows the power of, of bringing people together. So we do have to take a brief pause, um, but when we return, we'll continue our conversation um, with the team from Munch Bunch. So stay with us on the power of young people to change the world, Voice America Empowerment Radio. We'll be right back. Follow us on Twitter at VoiceAmericaTRN. Get the lowdown on guests, new shows, and your favorites. That's VoiceAmericaTRN. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, getting started in service learning. A book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit NYLC lc.org to learn more today it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com You are listening to The Power of Young People to Change the World with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. Welcome back, everyone. Um, I'm really excited today. I am joined by Regina Lane. Um, she is the service learning coordinator at Heritage Hall in Oklahoma City, Oklahoma. And she's joined by two students, um, Olivia, who's a junior, and Kaylin, who's a sophomore. And these two young people are leading this service learning project called Munch Bunch, where they're bringing people together um, over, uh, over food 
during, you know, during a, during a lunch um, to really have um, conversations and build community. And so Olivia, I would love to just jump back in with you and talk about why you think um, the issue of mental health is important and why do you believe it's important that these types of conversations um, that we have them with high school students and with, with community members? Yeah, of course. So it, it's very important because you never know what someone's going through and inclusivity and kindness can make really such a big impact in someone's life, especially since the pandemic where things are unpredictable and, you know, everyone's life has changed a little bit. And it's important to have the conversation, especially with, I think, high school students, because there tend to be cliques in high school and like certain groups, which I feel like can isolate a lot of people or make them feel unwelcome or have, you know, you don't have that sense of belonging. You don't know where you fit in. Um, so any students who are, you know, antisocial or introverted or new to the school or just generally shy, it's important for them to be included and represented by their school community. And it's important that we create a healthy and friendly environment so that they can have healthy relationships and a healthy mindset. And um, because of my personal experience with the pandemic and with mental health struggles and everything, I think it's really important that we talk about mental health more and get rid of the stigma around the topic. Absolutely, absolutely. And um, just I just wanna circle back quickly, if you don't mind, either Olivia or Kaylin, whichever, um, so what's the makeup or what does what does this look like? So like who's at the table? What's happening at the table? Just kind of set the stage for us, if you will. Regina, one of you, would you would one of you guys mind just kind of creating a visual picture of what Munch Butch looks like for us? I could do that. Um so basically Miss Lane or I or Olivia, we um we will go around the school and we will have like a basket for everyone to put their names in for a draw. We have two people per uh, grade and this takes place in a secluded room. So it's not like out in the public on a stage. And we pick a, uh, a food place. Uh, last time was our first time we um, had this taco place called Fuzzies. And we also have uh, conversation cards. These conversation cards, like we don't, uh, want to make them feel like th there has to be like an awkward silence to where they don't uh, know what to say or anything. So they don't, or they don't need to use the conversation cards, but if they have nothing to talk about and like they want to get some conversations flowing, those are always helpful. Uh, yeah. And that's honestly about it. That's awesome. So I love the I idea of, Oh, go ahead, Regina. I was just going to say, uh, we we really did some cool things with it by uh, bringing different uh, ages together. So we took two people from each class, freshman, sophomore, junior, senior, two faculty and two staff. Um, so we have 12 people together, 12 would-be strangers, and then we would cross pair freshmen with juniors, sophomores with seniors, um, and then the faculty and staff, we would cross pair them. Um, we tried to have a good mix of, as much as we tried to draw, we tried to have a good mix of um, male versus female, um, ethnicity, um, and then of course we, we uh, 
diversify it with um, each grade level. And so some friendships were actually born out of our very first Munch Bunch, which is That's so wonderful. Cool. That was going to be one of my, that was going to be a follow-up question is, to, have you seen relationships like continue on um, through, through the initial um, dining together, eating together? <laughs> That's amazing. Um, Kaylin, I'm wondering, you know, mental health is such a daunting issue, right? It's huge. Um, you know, what was it like for you, like openly discussing an issue that so many people are hesitant to discuss? Like, um, what was that like for you? This is a a really good question in my opinion. Honestly, um, it was daunting at first because, there is so many like aspects of mental health that that can be left out and i don't want to i didn't want to make anyone feel like they weren't being seen mm-hmm. so we really went with the mindset of being inclusive and everyone has a voice and everyone has a say in things because like our first semester of this uh munch bunch we had like really a lot of different voices and sad to say they did all leave and like have uh other commitments but when they were here they did all give multiple opinions multiple insight on things that me or miss lane wouldn't have thought about Mm -hmm. so and just taking on mental health it was it was a challenge i was willing to take up because i do have a lot of friends who struggle with mental health and i'm always not the person to uh, know how to help them. So this was really just a good way to teach me and others how I can help them and others. I love that, it, you know, cause we don't all have the answers. And so you bring like just these diverse voices together, people with diverse experiences and backgrounds and you just, you don't know um, what connections, what support is going to come out of that. So um, I love that, you know, it's about, it's about that connection and that healing and the, and the communication um, when people come together. Olivia, I I kind of have the same question for you. Like, um, how did you feel about diving into um, mental health? Like talking about that um, in your school? I was definitely very nervous at first, like Kaylin, um, but I kind of grew into the project. And I had started this school year wanting to create a mental health awareness club, but I was so swamped with um, school and workload that I had to find something a little bit smaller, a little bit more achievable. And finding this community service group, this Munch Munch group, it was the perfect fit. And it kind of nudged me into a new passion and it's making me want to help others because like when I was going through a hard time a few years ago, I wish I'd had the kind of support that we're giving out now from my peers and, you know, my community. So I feel it's kind of my responsibility to ensure that others around me are supported. That's wonderful. Thank you for sharing that. Um, yeah, often, you know, when we, when we go through something, if we can turn around and, and make sure that we can help others who are going through something similar or are having similar experiences, um, it's a good way for us to, to heal and grow too. 
Regina, I'm curious if you can talk more about how service learning supported um, you and your students um, in this project and, and what it looks like and kind of the effects that it's had. That's a great question. Uh, thank you, Amy. You know, service learning really requires you to look outside of yourself, um, look at the community um, and, and figure out what the needs were there. And at Heritage Hall, we do so much community service. And so it's very, um, it's not uncommon for us to always look outward. Um, service learning definitely requires that and even the reflection piece of it. But what has what was different for us this year, just in this era of COVID, has been um, more working within our community. You know, a lot of organizations still have COVID protocols. Mm -hmm. And so, and then we had such great needs, um, which I know that we are not alone in that. Um, you know, the pandemic has been tough and it has brought a lot of mental health challenges to the surface. And so being able to um, use a service learning pedagogy as a guide to uh, really address some bigger issues um, and uh, see how we can be of service to our own community and, and, and try to achieve some growth, some healing. Um, it, I, we're so grateful to have a department that is supported by our school um, um, and have the freedom to really create a, a service learning department that works for our community because we live in a very, our school is nestled in a very uh, diverse community within Oklahoma City and I mean diverse amongst uh, socioeconomic, um, race, religion. Um, there so, I mean, just in a five mile radius, you will span so much difference. And so we really have an opportunity to go into our community and serve it in a very impactful way. Um, and this this project was very different because it it was it was our first project to sort of look at us and look internally um, and address our uh, our community. And I, what I love about um, when you're when you're doing service learning, right? Community can look different, like you just talked about. Community can be a classroom. Community can be the school. It could be your school district. It could be your larger, you know, town or city. Um, it could be, you know, the world, right? So community depends on um, the service learning experience that you're building. And so I really appreciate that, you know, this first one, Munch Bunch, really focused on your school community. And, and sometimes that's exactly where we need to start. So thank you for sharing that. Um, Kaylin, I was wondering, like, do you have, you talked a little bit about how you got conversations going. I'm wondering if you have like a favorite conversation starter or something that really helped you, um, you guys build community um, during these programs. Um, really any conversation card that's having to do with either family or school, because I've seen that uh, those can really get uh, students to open up and that just really gets the conversation flowing and that's honestly the point of Munch Bunch and we honestly just want to promote that and just promote that uh, it's fine to talk about yourself <laughs> because <laughs> people love doing that and 
people don't don't love to say it, but people love talking about themselves, and that gets uh, the conversation between others going. I love that. It is true. People do love to talk about themselves. It's so funny you said that because I think we were all a little bit nervous about whether or not the conversation would flow. We were hoping we had enough conversation cards. Do we not have enough? Do we have too little? And I mean, within like a few minutes of everything starting, um, the conversation just erupted. Everyone was talking and I mean, it was just a nice little hum of, of chatter. So uh, it was really good to see people and people in our feedback from the surveys, people said, we need more conversation cards next time. <laughs> so we're like, oh, okay, great. <laughs> it's always reassuring to hear that hum. We do have to take another quick break. And then when we come back, we'll continue our conversation with today's guests. So stay with me, Amy Muir's on the power of young people to change the world. We'll be right back. Become our friend on Facebook. Post your thoughts about our shows and network on our timeline. Visit Facebook.com forward slash Voice America. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, getting started in service learning. A book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit NYLC lc.org to learn more today follow us on twitter for more great ideas at voice america empowerment you are listening to the power of young people to change the world with amy muirs to find out more about amy and the national youth leadership council please visit nylc.org now back to the show Welcome back, everyone. Um, Joining me today, I have the team um, from Oklahoma City, Oklahoma um, Heritage Hall, who created a service learning project called Munch Bunch. So we are talking about mental health, bringing community together. And Olivia, I would love to hear about the connections that you made with either staff, administrators, other students through this project. What does this look like for you? So it has been a really, truly an amazing experience getting to put everything together and seeing the results, especially, and getting to know the people that I wouldn't normally talk to in my day-to-day school life. When everyone was together at that table, all 12 of us, including faculty and staff and people in other grades, you get to, I got to 
you know, branch out a little bit, um, which although being kind of hard because it's <laughs> I'm a little antisocial, it's was definitely refreshing to have that like sense of community and on that table. So um, I got to know Miss Lane better and Kaylin better and a lot of the students that I hadn't talked to before. And I got, you know, a personal insight in their life, which was really nice. Thank you for sharing that. I prefer, um, instead of antisocial, I believe, because I'm very much the same way, I, I like to think of it as more like um, a... I'm an empath. So I want to like, <laughs> I just need more quiet time than, mm-hmm. than others might need. Yes. <laughs> Kaylin, I have the same question for you, you know, because what kind of connections did you make through, through Munch Bunch? Uh, quite like Olivia said, um, just with like the Munch Bunch team, I would, I wouldn't talk to a lot of the people on it because just in my day-to-day school life and the circles we run in. And honestly, even Miss Lane, uh, like we were, I am very good friends with her daughter, but Munch Bunch really, it's like kind of like a mother-son relationship sometimes. And I love that relationship. I cherish it a lot too. And uh, even my friend Jada, she um, does the, the photos for Munch Bunch whenever we do have um, an event. And uh, just talking with her and looking over photos or over people eating and just having fun and laughter, those really, really, really mean a, a, a lot to me. That's wonderful. You know, Regina, you mentioned at the top of the show that you've been an administrator um, in schools for 12 years, you're an educator for 12 years. And I'm wondering if you've, what you've noticed around um, conversations around mental health, kind of what's changed, um, where you think we're heading? Well, we're actually talking about it these days. So <laughs> that's wonderful. Um, you know, I, I think so much stigma has been around it for so long. Um, and so now that we, we're starting to create a common language around uh, mental health, uh, talking about our feelings and a broad range of, of vocabulary around our feelings instead of just saying I'm sad. Maybe I am feeling a little melancholy today or I'm a li- feeling withdrawn or, um, you know, those words help describe uh, what we're going through in the moment. Just like you said, you may need a little bit more space than others. Uh, people like me, super extroverted. Uh, <laughs> I am, I, but all of my children, I mean, every single one, they are more, I need my space. And so I'm even learning um, how to navigate the world now that they can express themselves better and we have this common language and we're actually talking about mental health, we can actually be more mindful, more thoughtful, more kind um, in how we address people, even within the school system. Um, there's a lot more uh, patience and um, education around mental health. You see teachers are starting to uh, put more uh, effort into helping students get through mental health crises. Um, and especially um, in this post-pandemic world uh, mm-hmm. where mental health has been really agitated um, and we've had to address what seems like 
a huge crisis for young people in America right now. Um, so I'm just glad that we're talking about it. You know, we, we deal with even a lot of mental health challenges within my family. We've, we've dealt with depression and we've dealt with anxiety. Um, and I'm just glad that my kids have a language I didn't have Mm -hmm. growing up. I mean, I look back now and I'm like, oh my God, I've probably been dealing with anxiety all of my life. I didn't know. And now that I have the knowledge, I have uh, words to describe what I'm going through or how I'm feeling, now I can get help. And now I can um, learn how to navigate um, these issues as opposed to just saying, oh, well, I've got anxiety. Now I, I know how to deep breathe. I know how to meditate. And we can pass those tools along to our students as well. I love that. And as you were talking, I was thinking about, um, you know, we, we've talked um, quite a bit um, about the students experience, right? Like, you know, the bullying and the young man who then didn't leave the school because of this program and, um, you know, just the benefit that it has for students. But I have to imagine that those adults sitting around that table, the teachers, the administrators, the people, like we've all, even even us adults, believe it or not, have, have really struggled, especially during the pandemic. And so reconnecting with students has to have had a ripple effect on staff too, staff and administration. I just. um, Oh, my word. Like you hit the nail on the head. I mean, we've all been struggling together. (laughs) Um, We've we've had to lock arms and sort of lean on each other. Uh, I love that our our community is rolling out positive education. We've been working on it for several years now, um, and it really has become the the underbelly of everything that we do um, at Heritage Hall. And so we've learned to put our mask on first (laughs) (laughs) so that we can help um, the person next to us. We all know the air, the airplane in an airplane crisis, you know, you put on your mask first. And so um, we've learned to prioritize our own mental health so that we can show up ready um, to serve our our students and our community um, every day, and it's been hard uh-huh. work. Yeah. It's been hard work, but you know we get to see the rewards. We get to see the benefit of it. Yeah. And these two young people here are definitely um, part of that benefit. Absolutely. Um, so, Kaylin, I was going to ask you um, if you could share. You know, service learning is about learning as well as um, as well as that act of service. And so what are some of the skills that you would say you've gained because of Munch Bunch? Um, I've gained learning how to talk to people and just really understanding that people uh, are going through some of the similar things that I'm going through. And it's OK to talk about it and it's OK to you know, uh, bond over it even. And Munch Munch, it also showed me how to really go, go after what I want. And uh, I really just, that that will apply in my academic, my extracurricular, and just my everyday life. That's wonderful. 
And I'm, I'm curious too, Kaylin, you know, um, if there's, what would, is there like the most, what's like the most rewarding thing that you've experienced because of this? Um, probably seeing the community and just seeing how it's flourished and how it's uh, going to continue to flourish. And I think that that is really the reward, not even the service hours I might get, all the service hours I might get, just seeing all the smiles around the table and all the conversation. I, I think that's what's most important. Yeah, that's that's definitely that's the smiles, right? I love that smiles around the table is um, that impact is just huge. I'm so um, glad you said that, though, Kaylin, because it's not about the service hours. And I know Amy and I have had so many conversations <laughs> around how how to measure uh, <laughs> community service um, and getting away from measuring uh, service hours. And I think you made a very important distinction, Kaylin. It's not about the hours. It's about the impact and what you learn. And I would even beg to... Uh, to say that you have picked up some research skills along the way, Kaylin, because we've been talking about um, surveys and reflection, and now we're re uh, we're reassessing Munch Bunch to see what tweaks we need to make along the way um, for our next one and how we can make this a sustainable project. So, uh, don't sell yourself too short, buddy. <laughs> yes, ma'am. <laughs> <laughs> oh, um, so Olivia, I'm curious, um, you know, what advice do you have for students or educators who are thinking about tackling a difficult topic like mental health? Um, I would say pursue your project. Go to your favorite teacher, your favorite guidance counselor, your favorite um, you know, peer or adult or leader, ask them how you can move forward with the project. Ask them for help. Don't be afraid to let potential obstacles get in your way because there will always be obstacles and the best way to get around them is to just go right through them and, you know, don't give up. So yeah, that's what I would say. I love it. Take the direct approach. That's wonderful. <laughs> um, Kaylin, I'm, I'm going to come back to you. Um, I'm curious what you've learned about the need for young people to share their voices. And, you know, also if you, through this process, you've heard like what other issues have you heard that are important to young people right now? Uh, being heard. That's mm. number one on my list. Yep. Being heard, being seen and yep. really being understood. That's, that's the word I was looking for. Being understood is really the most important because people feel as if they are not um, either of those things being heard or understood or felt. And uh, honestly, that's just, that is something that they need to explore in themselves and find people that uh, understand them. That's wonderful. Um, 
when I think about, you know, we often say like, we'll have a, a seat for young people at the table, but just having a seat at the table doesn't mean that your voice is being heard. So I think you, you, you said that just perfectly. We do have to take one last short break. When we come back, we'll get some final reflection from today's guests. So stay with me, Amy Muir's on the power of young people to change the world. And remember, you can follow the show on social media at NYLCORG or find us at nylc.org. We'll be right back. Voice America is on your favorite smart speaker. If you have Alexa or Google Home, go ahead and give us a try. Hey, Alexa, play Finding Your Frequency podcast on TuneIn. For nearly 40 years, the Minnesota-based National Youth Leadership Council has worked globally to transform classrooms, empower teachers, and captivate students by leading the way in providing high-quality, dynamic service learning content to school districts, classrooms, after-school programs, and everything in between. NYLC accelerates student achievement by strengthening academic, civic, and character outcomes through service learning. They tap into the passion, creativity, and ingenuity of all young people to make meaningful change happen. NYLC offers a variety of paths to reach service learning excellence through membership, its annual spring national service learning conference, customized professional development, tools, resources, and soon to be released, getting started in service learning. A book designed for teachers ready to lead the way to address real world issues with all young people, inspiring them to serve, learn, change the world. Visit NYLC lc.org to learn more today it's your world motivate change succeed voiceamericaempowerment.com you are listening to the power of young people to change the world with Amy Muirs. To find out more about Amy and the National Youth Leadership Council, please visit nylc.org. Now back to the show. So in our last few minutes together, I really want to get some final reflections from each of you. Um, and so Kaylin and Olivia, I have the same question for both of you. So um, if you could share with our listeners um, just one insight from your work, um, what would you like them to know? But also what advice would you have for other young people who are really looking to start um, a project on an issue that they're passionate about? Um, Kalen, you wanna go first? Uh, insight to give to other people. Um, I would like to give that hard work really brings results and that's what we all did here and we really just strive to help other people feel like they were included and some advice i would like to give once again hard work (laughs) honestly (laughs) because if you don't want to put the work in your dreams or your ideas they will not happen and that's pretty much all it is to it. Uh, Miss Miss Lane told me that she she wanted me there uh, for all the meetings, and that's what I did. And we got it done. And the results the results are proof for that. 
That's wonderful. Hard work, right? <laughs> yeah, that's um, it's a it's a, a short answer, but there's a lot in there. So thank you, Kaylin. Olivia, how about you? Um, insights from the work, what you want people to know, advice for other young people? Um, I would say, even though it's quite simple, um, uplift others how you would like to be uplifted. Um, you know, treat others how you want to be treated because that's the foundation of a community and support in a community. And that's necessary for people to thrive and have a healthy mindset and healthy life in said community. And I also have this thing called the three C's, um, collaboration, communication, and community. So like they're all aspects of a community, like you need all three of them to work. Collaboration, you know, working with others, becoming a leader, you know, doing well, doing projects, interacting with others. Um, communication, needing to be punctual on top of things. Um, you know, have a straight path and figure out what needs to be done. And the community just being honest, understanding, open, um, all those things are important, I think. And I think that everyone should keep that in mind. Absolutely. Absolutely. Um, I love your three C's. I think those are things that we all have to keep in mind as we're, as we're working um, together and um, in that collaboration, collaboration space, I would also, you know, think about that caring, um, that goes right in there, um, in all of those. So thank you guys for sharing, um, those words of advice, you know, Regina, what surprised you most about working with these young people? Everything. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, even now listening to them, I'm over here just like smiling so big. I, I think, uh, I mean, you know that our youth is a is a valuable resource. We understand the value in youth voice, mm-hmm. um, but my goodness, it just keeps going. Like I didn't say, "Hey, come on, let's create a munch bunch project." It it literally came from them, uh, you know, doing the work of uncovering and and really trying to figure out what are the the emergent issues in our community. And I mean, they did the work. I literally have just been on the side, you know, guiding, uh, building relationships, being the bridge between, you know, administration and and the students to uh, help get this done. This was their idea. And I, I think if we include student voice much more in, in our decision making, um, we'd be surprised uh, when, when we raise the standard, they will rise to it. Um, and so I've just been so overwhelmed um, to see what they've been able to accomplish um, And I'm just fired up about what will come in the future. I mean, think about it. Caitlin is a sophomore. Olivia (laughs) is a a junior. Like, where will they go from here? We're not talking to seniors here that are on their way out. These kids have more time in school, more time to develop. And I'm, I'm excited about our future. Absolutely. And yeah, I think when you think about the, um, the power that youth, that youth have when they have that voice and, and put that hard work in, like Kaylin said, 
I'm also, Regina, I would love to hear what advice you have for educators, um, how they can best support students in creating something like Munch Punch or, or whatever issue they're looking to address in their own community. I would absolutely um, plug in more with your community, with your students. I think when you can bring both adults and students to the table together to uh, to address the issues um, and try to come up with solutions, I think that you, it goes back to diversity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, just diversity of thought. Uh, there's something wrong with, you know, just like we can see the error in a lot of men making decisions about women's bodies. We could see, uh, you know, that perhaps it might be good to have some students at the table when we're discussing, um, you know, issues in the student body. How, how do we address this? Well, let's talk about dress code. Let's talk about um, the school day. Let's talk about when the school day starts. And I, I think Heritage Hall has done a really good job of making sure the students are included. Um, they have a seat at the table. Um, and uh, more and more we are seeing that happen. Um, so I think that we can we can trust them. We understand that they're students, right? We understand that they have a room to grow and, and, and more wisdom to gain. But I, 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 I've been listening to a book um, by Morgan Harper Nichols, Pieces of Practice. And she says something the other day that really struck me. And it was that wisdom can be found at every age. Absolutely. Absolutely. And I'm doing a little happy dance in my seat. You can't see me Um, (laughs) because absolutely like young people need to be involved in the decision-making process. And yes, they have things to learn, but so do we, because we don't know it all either. And And let let me me tell you the truth. It's so tough as a mom. Like, (laughs) like, I'm saying except for parents. (laughs) (laughs) We'll just put a no. (laughs) Right. That's what we want to say. And so, you know, even that I've been trying to do that more at home, but there there's, it's, it's rough and rocky and um, tumultuous at times, but we're muddling through and we're finding our way. Yep, absolutely. So Olivia Kalen, I just want to thank you for being on the show, um, for sharing your voices, for sharing um, the impact that you're, that you're making in your school. I know I'm inspired and I hope our listeners are just as inspired to think about how they can create a space for sharing and together, togetherness in their own school, in their community. And Regina, just thank you for all of your hard work um, that you do with these students. Um, we wish you the best of luck in your new role. And we I can't wait to see how service learning supports you um, and continues to grow in your school as well. Um, I think our conversation today just really underscores how important it is that we find ways to come together, right? Like how we can care about each other and we need to put each other first and then we can actually make the world a better place. So again, just thank you guys so much for being here today. Um, If you didn't catch the full show um you can um, check us out on podcast download us from any of your favorite podcast apps just look for the power of young people to change the world 
And just a quick shout out in my last few seconds here, make sure you register for the National Service Learning Conference, April 20th through the 22nd or April 27th virtual. So mark your calendars every Thursday, six o'clock Eastern, we will be here. And until next week, please join us as we serve, learn, change the world. See you next week. Thank you for tuning in this week to the power of young people to change the world. Your host, Amy Muirs, will return for another program next Thursday at 3 p.m. Pacific Time and 6 p.m. Eastern Time on the Voice America Empowerment Channel. Together, we'll serve, learn, change the world.